I can think, well, I want to have money. I want to make more money. I want to make me more money. And then I can say out of the same side of my mouth, but they won't give me enough. They won't see my desire may be for more money, but my fundamental understanding of how money moves is problematic. I still think it's about how much people will give me rather than how much value and energy I can generate. Hello and welcome. This is Brian Delaney with Unlock Potential, where we get together with top experts in their field who have simple, profound advice to help you and I live better lives, to be able to be more fit to serve the people around us and answer that question, the question that nags within all of us, how good can I be and how great can I make it for people around me? Welcome back to Unlock Potential. I'm Brian Delaney. Today, we're gonna to be going over my great episode and podcast with uh, Justin Schaefer. And we're gonna be digging out the gold for you so that you can have the simple applications, the mindsets, and everything he shared with us on that podcast. One of the analogies I, I typically give when I'm sitting down with new folks is like, look, I do not wanna be your financial pharmacist where I'm gonna make a you know, product recommendation. And if it, if it works, tell your friends. If it doesn't, you know, don't come crawling back to me. But more so that big physician where I'm like, hey, when we have the balance sheet here and we're looking of, we need to take stock of where you're headed. Let's start with the vision. Mm -hmm. So, okay, if that's our North Star, now let's pause. We've got you really excited. Everyone's amped up. You're feeling good. Maybe there were some concerns that are overwhelming you. Good. Let's just sit in that. And now let's go into the data piece. Let's actually take stock of, you know, what's coming in, what's going out. Like, wh where are we at in reality? Mm. And where do those worlds blend? That's, that's ultimately, I think, whether it's you're trying to figure out how to buy that new car or you're trying to, you know, even how do I negotiate for a raise? It all starts with you have to know the end result. I love this standard that's set for professionals here from Justin. He has uh, just delivered a really simple guide for you to determine no matter what professionals that you're working with, that they are making the complicated, very simple and accessible for you. So simple and accessible that it should be inspiring. It should give you, get you fired up that now we're gonna take on this problem. Now I understand not what I thought the problem was or just how it felt, but what the problem actually is and what are the simple steps that can align with my life and enhance my life to not just get out of this temporarily, but to climb the ladder out and stay out. And now I have a guide by my side who's helping me do that. Uh, just like when I started to sell insurance and whether I was doing uh, with my construction business before that, it was all the same thing. If th this person didn't want to know how to make a watch. They wanted to know what time it was. They wanted to know, they wanted to know how this was going to work out for them. So that's what they were looking for. They didn't need to know every nail I was going to drive into the board or every cut. What they wanted to know is, can it get from here to this other place? And that's why I always say that I'm in the transportation business. I help to move people from where they are to where they want to be. And I think what's really important is that we have the right vehicle. And sometimes that vehicle is a system. Sometimes that vehicle is a person. Sometimes that vehicle just is a general strategy. But whatever the vehicle is, as long as we're engaged in it, it should be inspiring. It should be hopeful. You should go out of a meeting with a doctor, hopeful that whatever the problem was, it can be made better or eased up 
with a simple solution where you have to follow a prescription, but you walk out of there with this idea that now I'm in charge of this problem. Now I'm ahead of it. I'm no longer a victim of it. And I'm going to participate in the solution with a guide who's helping to support me. And when it comes to this prescription, right, a lot of times what we'll do is you may take your car to a mechanic and say, well, it has this problem. And you have two types of mechanics. The mechanic who says, no problem, I'll take care of it. They've got a bunch of broken cars in their lot, which is never a good sign, right? It's probably not that many broken cars, but a lot of procrastination happening, right? Um, and you have the other, and that person is just going to throw parts until they find the solution. They'll just keep throwing parts at it. You have handymen like that. You have doctors like that. And what uh, Justin was talking about in that segment, when he talks about, I want to be the doctor, not just the pharmacist, right? I want to look at the whole person. I want to look to heal the person, not just the symptom. I think that is very, very important as we look for solutions, because sure, you can find a cheap solution, but that may be just from the mechanic who's throwing parts at the problem. You want to find the person who looks at the whole vehicle, understands not just that you want the problem fixed, but you want the whole thing to work well and work together. And that this solution, it can't be a piece that gets mashed into the puzzle, ruining the piece and the picture. It's got to be a piece that is cut and fit and it's tailored uh, to the whole plan. And whether I, I love it, especially in financial uh, services realm, no person's situation is just like anyone else, especially because you have the circumstances and you have the person involved and you have to bring those two things together. So as I was working with families and selling insurance, I was asking about them. I was finding out so much about them and their circumstance as well. I was, but my big deal is, what do you want to protect? Why is that important to you? I want to find out for any person who I'm working with, what is that thing that nags at them between the time that their head hits the pillow, their eyes close, and they go to sleep? Because in those silent moments are the moments where we find the problems that we really need to solve. Those lingering things that just plague us and other problems get attached to. Right? Somebody might be thinking at that time, what happens if? What happens when? And for myself, as somebody who helped people get protection, help people get the insurance coverages that they needed to protect their family so that on the day that they died, sure, it's going to be a hard day, but it's not made so much worse by not having what they needed. They didn't just lose a father or lose a mother or lose a son or a daughter. What they lost in addition to that, because they didn't have the coverage that they needed, they lost an income, they lost a provider, they lost, uh, they lost a protector, they lost a caretaker, they lost a nurturer, they lost, they, they lost uh, somebody who they saw their legacy through in the case of a son or a daughter. They lost all of that. And so that loss is enough. We don't need to add financial burden on that as well. People in the U.S. have a hard enough time dealing with grief. A lot, of, a lot of us just, we just eat it, we stuff it down, throw financial issues on top of that. That's almost something that you won't overcome. And you could be a victim and you could get yourself in a position where I'm not just grieving that, but now I think the whole world's against me. Because now I'm in a situation where not only did my husband die or my wife die, but we had to move out of the house. Not only did my, uh, not only did my uh, son or a daughter die, but now 
my uh, mother-in-law has to move in, right? Because we were helping to fund that. There are so many parts of families. And so if I didn't take a look at the whole picture, I'd come up with a temporary and partial solution for only part of that person. When we take a look at the whole picture, we can get a sense of what's a holistic solution here that's not only fixed by a product, but by a partnership. And we can build a pathway together that we can walk down and that's a client for life relationship. It's not this quick transaction, it's a relationship that we're building a, that where value gets transacted both ways. I help them solve their problems, they're in a better position as a result, I get paid for the value that I add. It's always gotta be a mutually beneficial situation. And that's what most business owners, salespeople, most employees miss is to look at the whole person rather than just buy my product. Hey, this is Brian Delaney with Unlock Potential. We've recently released our new Patreon that provides exclusive content to our members in order to help you get to the next level in your life. Let's grow. You know, I, I read an article years ago, I want to say it was in Forbes, and it, and it had suggested that by the time we are four years old, our core belief and concept around money has been established. Wow. So a lot of times, you know, I, I can th I hear a lot of stories when I share that with people, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, money doesn't grow in trees, it's the root of all evil, mm. or you know what, there was an experience where I, I wanted that toy, that Toys R Us, and I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, and my parents just yelled at me, you mm -hmm. know? And so from there, I was just like, wow, maybe we don't have money. Or it was, you know, some people have gone with their parents. They've had this big grocery cart and cards decline. And now they've got to go through that humiliating experience of putting things back. And, mm -hmm. and so, I mean, that's really formative. And so I think mm -hmm. it's, you know, not so much about the ins and outs. And that's where I'm saying, like, the feelings and the math are, are relevant. It's just, we, if that's true, then we all walk around not really knowing anything mm -hmm. because since four, we've just put on those goggles of here's what money is. And now we've created the reality, projected the reality of, of course, of course that happened. Money doesn't grow on trees. Mm -hmm. Of course I'm in debt and I'm never going to get out because Money's that's all I was ever taught. Yeah. Justin, Justin said this amazing thing that I had never heard before. And I love it because it, I, you look back and you can see how true it is that most of our core beliefs uh, about money are, are, are tied in. They're, they're really anchored. They still get developed, but they're anchored by the time we're four years old. Right. So think about the things that are regularly said around your house. Think about the things that were regularly said around our houses growing up. Think about the things that are coming out of my mouth because I know that my beliefs are best translated in actions and what people can say can be different one than what they see. Uh, but when it comes to money, those two things usually are very, very much aligned. So are the core beliefs about money of scarcity or abundance? That's where, that's where most people draw the line. Were they scarcity or abundance? See, my family growing up, uh, we didn't have much, but we still were coming from an abundance mentality uh, for some reason. Uh, there, was, there was this idea that, uh, that we, would get, uh, we would get gifts and we we're like, presents, this is awesome because we had presents at Christmas. My parents didn't have the money to get, uh, get presents. It was what was inside of those gifts when we cracked open that wrapping. It was bed sheets, 
socks and underwear. That's what was inside of those things. Maybe one gift or two, but it was just normal stuff that you that if you were in any other home, maybe or in another type of uh, economic situation, if you weren't lower middle class, um, you would just get on the regular. Like for my son, he doesn't get socks and underwear and bed sheets for Christmas. That's something that we replace as we go. But for us, it was such a big deal. And there was still a belief around abundance of money. And when it comes to working with people about money, the word money, just like the word energy, just like the word power, just like the word authority, those words may sound the same on the outside to a whole bunch of people, but depending on where you've come from and the experiences you've had, there's a lot of big definitions around that. Uh, that's why in sales, we don't talk about what something is because in uh, financial services, a word that we might use is insurance. That's what it is. What what it does is what's important. Is It's protection, it's coverage, it's a plan. That's what it does and that's what people really uh, really want to know when we get into what it is like a budget such as what Justin was talking about you talk to me about a budget all of a sudden I think about I started to have to breathe deep I'm like oh, I don't know I don't know that I want to be tied down I'm not ready for commitment okay right I, it's going to take away my freedom that's where that's how I think of budget so if Justin says to me to put a budget together he might notice that I, I would squirm in my seat but what do I really want I really want what that's gonna do for me. Hey, Brian, how would you like to know exactly how much money you have on a monthly basis to spend on whatever you want? Boom, you got me in a budget now, right? How would you like to not have to ever worry about or uh, deal with the stress of money again? Because you're, as Dave Ramsey talks about, you're telling your money where to go rather than having your money tell you where you can't. Uh, it's whether it's a budget, whether it's a schedule, whether it's an investment strategy. Uh, Justin was talking a lot about this idea, how we already have some emotional attachments to certain things that we need not have emotional attachments to. Right. We might have an emotional attack. Well, you know, I want to be invested uh, in a stock market, but I want to be invested in crypto. Why? Because I heard that's a great thing to do because my because my uncle does it. I've heard about day trading. I've heard about this. It's so important for us to be able to not only voice our concerns. So in this, in the case of a financial planner, a financial professional, in the case of any sales, we give the person room to speak what their concerns are to tell us about the definitions. When somebody says, um, well, you know, I, I really want insurance or I really want a car or I really want a financial plan or I really want an investment. The first thing somebody should do and say in any of those situations is tell me more about that it's always t it's always the same just say tell me more about that what will what will the average salesperson do what would the average ph pharmacist who's writing a prescription or the mechanic who's willing to throw parts at something do they're going to say well I, here's what i have right here and it only costs 39.99 right that's what that's it because they were just waiting for their turn they were just waiting for their turn they weren't really listening they weren't formulating, they weren't tailoring, they weren't there. They were more concerned about the product than the person, the price than the problem. And that's always a mistake. If you're an entrepreneur, understand that the key to you achieving your dreams is people. It's always people. It's never the product. It's never the price. The price 
is is it's going to be what it is and you can tailor that for some people but understand what your market is and understand who they are what they like the language that they speak what they mean and then confirm that by asking them a follow-up question when it comes to beliefs it's time to replace some things so if you're in this uh if you're getting into business, if you're getting into sales, if you're getting into any of this, what we should do is take an inventory of our beliefs, right? And there's such great books out there. Um, uh, there's a book called um, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. Uh, there's another book and somebody, somebody write this in the comments who uh, wrote it, um, uh, Born Rich is another fantastic book. Uh, tell me what the author is and we'll figure out a f free monthly membership or a t-shirt or swag or something like that. Um, but uh, these books were crucial for me to translate what I actually wanted and how that differentiated from how I was thinking. Because how I was thinking was actually counter to what I wanted. And how we think and what we believe are going to dictate our actions. And so we want those things to be aligned, uh, aligned with each other. We want those things to be connected. Because I can think, well, I want to have money. I want to make more money. I want to make me more money. And then I can say out of the same side of my mouth, but they won't give me enough. They won't. See, my desire may be for more money, but my fundamental understanding of how money moves is problematic. I still think it's about how much people will give me rather than how much value and energy I can generate in the right markets. And that's a fundamental flaw. And so the different books that are out there, um, uh, the total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. If you need to get, uh, if you need to figure out how to get a handle on debt, I was able to, uh, negotiate and pay down like close to $23,000 in debt within 18 months. Um, and I felt what it was like to be financially free. See, I wanted to start a construction business, but I was still okay with unsecured debt eating my lunch in the future. Right. I was borrowing from my future to pay for my present. So when I got to the future, there was no money there and it was such a big problem. And so my desire to grow a business had a fundamental foundational flaw in my understanding of how money works. If I want to make money with uh, at a 10 percent interest rate, I can't be I can't have debt that's accruing at a 26 percent interest rate or a 15 percent interest rate because I'm just going in the hole. And so. Just because you have an expert doesn't mean you don't have to be knowledgeable. You have to have a ground base level knowledge. Just because you have an expert doesn't mean you don't need to be engaged. You need to be engaged with that professional, which means if you're on the other side of that table, you need to be an engaging professional. And I think that's what Justin really nails, not only in his practice, but in the podcast. Thanks again for joining us for this conversation. Head right over to our Patreon for exclusive content, including more from our conversation today. Thank you all for joining our conversations. We're developing this platform for simple, profound tools and techniques that can help you get the best out of your life and more importantly, unlock potential. You can find me across all social platforms at the Brian Delaney and online. Come visit us at thebriandelaney.com.